Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. everyone. It's so good to be back every week as I am. And I see that Robin is on the line and I'm really happy. And Robin, I did just get your feedback about last week and I'm going to be talking about it in one second, Becky. Thank you very much. Um, Anyway, um, last week it was in her own words because we had Mary, the mother of Mariah, or Jesus, as he played it out in um, the infusion of the higher heart consciousness 2,000 years ago. But in any case, I in that, well, you know, I'm going to give Robin your feedback in just a minute. First, I wanted to say, I really enjoy doing this in his own words. It has been very enlightening for me, even though I heard the information over 30 years ago or about 30 years ago. It was absolutely It affected me tremendously then, but it affects me now even more because I've had all these years of practicing and learning and growing and absorbing and acclimating and all of those things. So I really am getting a lot out of it personally, and at least from what Robin has said in her feedback, she's getting a lot out of it too, which is great. So um, anyway, the one thing though, not the one thing, but one thing is that last week, Mary said something, and I didn't pick up on it and talk about it. And a couple of days later, I went to myself, what? You didn't say anything about that? You didn't, you know, talk about it some more and give people some inside, you know, better understanding? And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do it this week. Now, her comment last week that I didn't, say anything about that I didn't respond to in any way was she said that it wasn't a virgin birth because they had to obey the rules and regulations of the human kingdom universe. And I do need to talk about these rules and regulations and what she really meant by that. And also I did have a listener that I did get some information from Uh, some feedback from, he said that he was confused about the dimensions because in much of the New Age philosophy, the human kingdom is in the third dimension. So I am going, and not the fourth, so he was confused about this dimension thing. I'm sure he was trying to dovetail and bring together when he's learning for various sources, and that's absolutely fine, and I will I will talk about that, too, for sure, in just a minute. So in any case, I'm now going to talk about this rules and regulations thing because it's very important, and I've heard it from the beginning, and I don't know that I've ever really talked about it on the show. I might have mentioned it in passing. I'm I'm not sure, but I know I've never had, at least I don't think I ever did a big thing on it or, you know, spend five or 10 or 15 minutes on it. So before we get to, in his own words, Peter, which is going to be today, 
we're going to do, I'm going to explain this rules and regulations. Okay. Now, the rules and regulations are what fifth dimensionals that return to the human kingdom have to follow. Okay. So, and the, they have to follow it because it's part of the human kingdom. Okay. <laughs> so all those souls, all the fifth dimensional souls who agreed to return, who volunteered, remember, it's not, there was not, no forcing here, but those who agreed to return to the human kingdom on this volunteer mission, they agreed to obey these rules and regulations of the human community and of the free will kingdom. Okay, so first of all, this gives me an opportunity to explain those dimensions again, because I had the one listener who was confused about where was the human community, what dimension was it in. And I want to just say right up front that each philosophy, and it doesn't matter if it's what kind of philosophy or what kind of study or what kind of anything, they're going to have their own terms. And the study or the philosophy, the science, the whatever it is, is going to define the terms according to their perspective. And this is the same with the higher self. They have terms they use. And I am giving always the higher self definition of these terms. But when you have philosophies that use the same words, it can be confusing because each philosophy, each religion, each science, each social science is going to define the terms according to their viewpoint. And so it, it's really hard for those of us who are on the learning side because we hear the same terms and we think that we understand what is being said, because as we've learned a term and having studied one philosophy, we might just make an assumption without even realizing it, that that term means the same thing in another person's uh, philosophy. So I recommend that we ask questions. A lot of times you won't even know to ask a question because you just assume the term means the same thing. I do try to make sure that I do define things according to the higher self. It doesn't mean that anybody else's definition is wrong. This isn't about wrong or right. This is just about understanding what the basis is, what the terms are meant to, the concept of the terms are meant to convey. So it is definitely not about the higher self terms are right and everybody else's terms are wrong. Absolutely not. Often the philosophies are saying similar things, but they just use slightly different terms or slightly different avenues of approach or whatever it is. So it's not about right and wrong. It's simply about being clear so that there aren't misunderstandings that are taken away. If you hear the term, for example, here's another term, higher self, okay? That's out there everywhere. I use it in the plural. Uh, but in any case, because we've heard the term higher self or many other modalities, we might just assume without even realizing it that the higher self's term that I use, it means the same thing as every other time you've heard the term and you've learned what it means from other modalities. It doesn't mean that it's completely different. There are some elements of similarity, but there are some very definitive differences. Now, I don't go out and study how other people define their terms. I, re I really don't. 
but I hear of things or people ask me a question or they say, well, did you know that blah, 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 and then they, they share with me uh, what somebody else is saying. And so it's very, I'm sorry, but I'm not really in the know about how other modalities, other philosophies define their terms. But I just want to let the listener know, because this particular listener, I said, oh, well, I guess you've listened to a couple of shows. He says, oh, I've listened to every one. So <laughs> he he's going to hear it right now, whether he hears it live or he listens after the fact, he's going to know that it is, you know, that I appreciate the, I appreciate the feedback and I appreciate the questions and it's not that what he's learned is something different or wrong. It's something wrong. It's just that it's different. So I do try to explain my terms. If you find that I haven't and you're confused because of something else you learned, that's a perfect question to ask me. All right. So what are the rules and regulations? Oh, before I go there, I explain the dimensions. And the dimensions are important because of the next element I wanted to explain, free will. What's the difference between free will and divine will? And this is important for you to understand why the agreement to follow the rules and regulations had to be really clear when the fifth dimensions return. And it's because of the will situation. All right, so let me explain. We have, I just said, um, so I just want you to know, okay, so the first dimension, as the higher self divine it, okay, is the mineral kingdom. The second dimension is the plant kingdom. So the soul first is given birth, expressed from the originating source, de-intensifies down, and moves right into the first dimension, that mineral kingdom. We all started as minerals, guys, okay? I know it's hard to wrap your brain around, but we all started as minerals. The soul continues to evolve, moves into the second dimension, or the plant kingdom. Soul continues to evolve, finally moves to the point where it can move into the animal kingdom, or the third dimension. So according to the higher self, the, fifth, the fourth dimension is the human kingdom. Okay, the fifth dimension is the higher self called it the inner planetary kingdom, I-N-N-E-R, planetary kingdom. The term isn't it's so important, but just to understand that the next evolutionary dimension is the fifth dimension. The sixth dimension and the seventh dimension are two past the fifth. We did have a, a name for the sixth one, I just can't think of it now, but I'll come across it in my as I research for these shows, and I will I'll let you know at some point. The name doesn't matter. The but what's important, I want you to understand that there are basically seven dimensions that we're evolving through before we go through the eighth and ninth dimensions, which are the preparatory dimensions to do the return to the originating source. And the other part of it that you that I really want you to understand is the first three dimensions are in divine will. The fourth dimension, the human kingdom, is free will. And the fifth, sixth, and seventh are back in divine will. Now, let me explain what that means. The first three dimensions, mineral, plant, animal, are divine will, but they are an unconscious divine will in the sense that they are being, their evolution is being guided from their pure soul essence level um, based on instinct. So the first three dimensions are instinctual will, which is part of divine will. There is no free will in those first three 
dimensions, the mineral, plant, or animal. No free will. When you graduate into the human kingdom, you move into that free will dimension. Okay? And it's very, very different. We have to take responsibility for our lives. Now, the responsibility, the free will, is held at the soul level. And I have explained this, explained it in my second book, Soul Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. And I've explained it in a lot of other shows, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but it is not at the mind level. The mind level makes decisions for sure, but the big decisions are all soul level. Okay, so yeah, the mind can decide what restaurant to eat at tonight, but they is not going to decide whether you live or die. That's a soul level decision. Whether you agree to a healing, whether you agree to uh, a mate, a mating kind of thing. You know, it's all of those big decisions are made at the soul level. Okay, now, when you finish going through the human kingdom and you graduate and you go through a process and you graduate into the fifth dimension, you move into another divine will arena. But this is different from the three lower kingdoms. This divine will arena is absolutely consciously choosing to go on to divine will. It's not an unconscious choice. It's not instinctual You move through the human kingdom, you go through the process of clearing and awakening and growing and becoming ready to accept the divine will in the fifth dimension, and you will go through the process and move into that fifth dimensional realm. Just as an aside, it happens planetary system-wide, not individual by individual. So if you're ready to graduate, you would incarnate on a planet that would be about to move into that fifth dimensional realm along with all the other souls that are ready to go through that graduating process. So it is done planetary system wide, not one individual moving up and then another. Okay. So in any case, um, I don't want you to confuse divine will with not having any choice. Very, very important. The divine will in this case is not that you're going to have from The moment you move into the fifth dimension, every decision made for you, everything decided for you, et cetera, et cetera. And I mention that because I really had a problem for over a decade, maybe two decades, with the whole concept of divine will. I didn't get it. I thought, I don't want anyone else telling me what to do. (laughs) And so I just want to be really clear that divine will has nothing to do with that. You're not going to suddenly be somebody's slave. Uh, and have to do the bidding of the divine, whatever that might be, it is, no, it is the choice to move into the service dimension. The three upper levels are all service commitment levels. So you commit to be of service to help the overall evolutionary mission and process of all souls. Now, for the fifth dimension, it is related to the four lower kingdoms. We're not in the fifth dimension. We're not going to be helping the evolutionary process of the sixth dimensional because it's the seventh dimensionals that are, be, are helping the sixth dimensionals. Okay. So you agree to do the help, but you have a huge amount of choice. There's as many souls that evolved in the fifth dimension. There's many choices. So you can choose how you want to play out your service commitment. 
the divine will, so to speak, the way to help. You have plenty of choice. And so that's what that, that really means. And I, I don't mean to take a little, I'm taking a little aside, but it just gave me an opportunity because I know I had a lot of problems at first, personally. Maybe other people didn't, but I had a lot of problems with divine will for a long time. And, and then one day it went away and I went, oh my goodness, I have to look into that. Why is that going away? And I did talk about that a little bit on the show, I remember, so I won't go into it again. But anyway, so when you return from the fifth dimension, you're returning from a divine will kingdom. You are de-intensifying down an aspect of yourself. You leave the conglomerate of your fifth dimensional beingness, the body and the conglomerate soul there, and you aspect out a part of that fifth dimensional soul. Please understand that it carries the totality of all that you are. So it's like a, an amoeba splitting. When you get one amoeba splits into two, they're both fully operational amoebas. There's nothing missing. Each amoeba can operate in totality, I know it's a silly example, but I want you to understand that when you when we sent out those aspects of ourselves to de-intensify down into the human kingdom universe, it's a it's a total fifth dimensional self. It's like that amoeba. <laughs> so we get de-intensified down, and then we took on the facade soul. Now we're moving. We're carrying a divine will aspect, and we're moving into a free will kingdom. And this is one of the reasons we took on the facade soul. Okay. The facade soul is a human soul. And, okay, wait a minute. I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. First of all, when we de-intensify down from the fifth dimension, we did something else. We split into a fully male principle soul and a fully female principle soul. Now, I know this stuff is hard to get your head wrapped around, but just bear with me here for a minute. Why did we do that? Well, part of the graduating process from the fourth dimension into the fifth dimension is that we actually melded the male nature and the female nature, and we moved into the fifth dimension carrying an androgynous field soul-wise and body-wise. The body and the soul is androgynous, okay? Well, one of the rules and regulations of the free will human kingdom is masculine feminine. So that de-intensification of an aspect of our fifth-dimensional soul is carrying androgynous, it's an androgynous soul. It had to split into a female principal soul and a male principal soul. I hope you're following me. So each of us, when we return, we actually have that aspect split. And each aspect took on the facade human soul. Okay? So, I mean, and this gets really interesting. So there's two of each of us. Each of us has another part of our soul out there, operational, part of the volunteer system, moving through the human kingdom universe, where each aspect, the male principal soul and the female principal soul, are both each carrying 
a facade human soul and both going on their own individual journeys. Okay. Now, this is the ne- <laughs> this is what the twin soul is, according to the higher self. It's the other half of who you are at the fifth dimensional level. Now, I believe the term twin soul or twin flame is out there everywhere. And I'm kind of going a little bit off because I just realized I could not explain the split and all of that and why it's important because it's part of the rules and regulations. We're moving into a two-sex male and female kingdom. This is part of what we had to obey the rules and regulations. So I had to explain the split. And once I explain the split, I really feel I need to explain what twin souls are according to the higher self's definition. However it's described or explained out there anywhere else, I don't know. And it's okay if it's different. It might be exactly the same. I'm just not sure because I don't have time, believe it or not, to go out and do all that research. And as I think I've said often on the show before, I never studied metaphysics the first person I ever ran into and studied from was Joan Culpepper bringing, and she brought in this information. I did try to seek and search at that point with books and read lots of books and just after a couple of years just decided that this information really I resonated with it more than anything else and I stuck with it. So I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to other modalities and I do apologize for that but it is a reality and I'm not going to Pretend it's not. Um, But anyway, that term is out there, too. So according to the higher self, your twin soul is the other half you may be carrying at at the fifth dimensional soul level, the male principal soul, or you may be carrying the female principal soul. But I want you to understand that you have the facade human soul around you that carries both the male and the female nature, and you have incarnated throughout your journey in both sexes. So you've been male or female as you've gone through the return carrying the double soul nature. But at the true soul, soul essence level, you are carrying either the male principal soul or the female principal soul. Does it matter which one? Not really, because they're both totally there. Now, I do want to just say, again, kind of an aside, that this actually had repercussions because the facade part of ourselves didn't understand the split perfectly and often came away thinking there was a part of us missing and felt some sort of a void. And so there are fifth dimensionals, many of us, that feel something is missing. There is nothing missing. Remember, it may have that that male or female principled soul, but it's carrying the totality of all of their fifth dimensional nature. And they're continually in contact, continually connected to the other part, to the twin soul, and also continually connected to the conglomerate soul back in the fifth dimension. So the, there really isn't anything missing, but the fourth dimensional facade soul did interpret it as that. Now, the, the feeling of something missing or the feeling of a void can come from many, many different places. I, for one, had that, and I've worked on healing it. But there were many elements to that feeling that I had, which I no longer have. But I also worked on the misunderstandings and the misconceptions that that I felt that I had at the 
to subsoil level based on that original split. Okay, so that's just an aside. If any of you feel a void or feel that you're empty in some way or feel something's missing, you might want to try to work on that. Anyway, that's kind of an aside. I do also want to say I actually met my twin soul. More often than not, most lives, the twin souls never do meet. They're in different planets, different galaxies, different sections of the human kingdom universe. They have completely different journeys. And once in a while, though, they do agree to meet. And because of this particular time period on this planet, at least when Joan is here, I've never gotten information myself or clients or uh, anything about the twin soul stuff. I've never run into it, but it doesn't mean that it wasn't there. I may just not have picked it up. But in any case, with Joan, she she was able to bring in that information. And I do know that I did meet my twin soul. He was in my life. That's a whole nother story. It's pretty fascinating. And she also knew of a few others. So we, we got some understanding also of how twin souls work. Every single connection with the twin soul can be 100% different because of the fact it's two human facade souls on the, are the overlay and have such a different journey that it has, that's mostly how the relationships would work out is whether the facade souls would connect or not, would understand each other or not, and all of that. And I will give you the story of my twin soul at some point, um, but not today. I just wanted to tell you that, I don't know, I, I thought about talking to you about what how the souls describe soulmate, but I'm not going to have a defined soulmate. Um, because that's another one of those major terms, but I don't think I'm going to do that today. But if you want me to, you can always write me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com, and absolutely ask me to do that, and I will. It's just that I have a lot more to do today, and so I've got to stop going off the track here. <laughs> okay, so when we took on the facade soul, when we agreed to come back, we took on the facade soul. We, took, we agreed to take on either the male or the female body. And we agree to be born of human parents. So to go back to the whole Mary statement, she was being very clear that the birth of Jesus was not from a miracle conception where an angel, you know, implanted the soul or whatever. It was the result of a mating between Mary and Joseph because they had to agree to the rules and regulations of the human kingdom where you're given birth from human parents. Also, the facade soul and the facade body allows us, not only does it allow us to go through the the birthing process and all of that, but it also allows the us to process and take responsibility at the free will level. And we've agreed to do that. It is part of the rules and regulations of the human com- community. But it also allows that fifth dimensional soul aspect, which I think I mentioned earlier, to continue to evolve, to continue to grow, to continue to learn at the fifth dimensional level. And as I've said to you guys before, we all have aspects into the sixth dimension. Much of us is already carrying that higher vibration. We do not graduate into the sixth dimension until we will be returning these aspects of all of ourselves that are out in the human kingdom have to return 
to the fifth dimension so that we can graduate as a conglomerate soul. And that's just the way it works. So uh, we've evolved into the sixth dimension. Many aspects we've evolved are carrying that very much higher frequency, but we haven't graduated yet. Okay. Now, this same listener I started to say was worried too about, because he said he listened to every show. So he says, I was asking to him about, you know, not very many contact me, many people contact me. And he thought that they, they might think that they, they, it was a stupid question or, um, and I thought later after we hung up, maybe they think, oh, they don't want to ask that because maybe I talked about it the week before or three weeks before, and they don't want to show that they haven't listened to every show. And whether they, somebody thinks it's a stupid question or whether they think that, Ooh, I better not ask because she's probably already talked about it. She has so many shows, and now I'm going to feel stupid if I ask something that's already been answered. Well, I would never, ever, first of all, there's never a stupid question. If you have a question, trust me, if you have a question, other people have the same question. And it just gives me an opportunity to discuss something again because you must know by now how complex this material is. This isn't, you know, a few sentences a brochure or three, this is really a huge amount of information. And as I've said, I've written two books. I have one already planned, but I have at least three, four, or five, even six more books that I could write because the information is enormous and it keeps growing. I keep getting more information myself, adding to Joan's uh, huge foundation. So, I may have explained it in a prior show. Even if you listen to that show, you may not have even picked it up because you're intent on one other part of the information and, and another part kind of just passes you by. Kind of like with me, I did the Mary show and never thought to explain to you the rules and regulations. Um, which reminds me, <laughs> I forgot there's another rule and regulation. I forgot. I'm so sorry. One, another rule and regulation that just popped in my mind is that we cannot trespass another's free will. We may be in the human kingdom universe, but we cannot trespass. And that means that we can't, unless it's agreed to at the soul level, we cannot do something to someone or force something on the person unless they agree at the soul level. Now, we do know that the souls, all of the human souls, ourselves included, can be pretty messed up, full of soul scrambles and full of misunderstandings and very, very deep difficult patterns and they we can all agree on the soul level of some pretty horrible things to happen to us but still i want you to be really clear that we cannot trespass unless the other soul agrees it's not happening we cannot um, cross that line and it's one reason that when i do that i do plenty of sessions in the silence you know i do a lot of healings on the show itself and i work on souls I haven't asked them permission face-to-face or through email. I haven't asked permission. I do that with, you know, sometimes I have clients, they they have an issue with other parties or another party, and I call in all the other parties, whether it's one or 1,000, and I'll do a conglomerate healing. I do it because I know there is no way I'm amalgamated, I'm held to this no trespass, rule and regulation and I know also it's at the soul level so 
yes, it's very respectful to ask somebody for their permission to work on them. And if they say no, if I asked somebody and they said no, I would honor that. But in fact, if you haven't asked, it's the soul that will decide. So it's only happened to me a few times, but a few times, especially when I work with really big groups, I'll call in a really big group and maybe there's one or two souls in that group that I can see have moved out. Some remain and just watch. Others just go away, just, you know, don't stay. And it's very clear the higher selves indicate to me that they have not agreed to be part of the healing. And so they aren't. And I see symbolically them removing themselves. It's only a symbol. They, they don't necessarily have to remove themselves. They just won't take the energy in. They make the decision. Each soul makes the decision to take in the energy or not. It is not up to me. It's up to each individual soul in the human kingdom. So, so we can't trespass, guys. And so I feel very comfortable not asking in person somebody I might work on because I know without beyond a shadow of a doubt that that person won't, I could work all day long. And if that person doesn't want the healing, they won't take it in. Absolutely won't happen. It will not ever be forced. And that's part of that three will kingdom. It's part of the rule and regulation that the soul decides what it's going to accept or not. Okay. All right. Now, I do want to just say that I have been using the evolutionary thrust energy that I talked about last week. Mary talked about it. She gave us the exercise. And it's interesting because I did get feedback from Robin about it. Um, and I'm going to read what she says. Um, she did work on the exercise. She said, I haven't quite find, found my symbol for the evolutionary thrust yet. I tried a flowing river and a movie jet stream of blue and pink with a silver and gold flex. I tried adding an eagle, a bird I love, to the head of the jet stream, to that helicopter view. I did get some glimpses into the future, and I'm just going to say, whoa, that's pretty cool. The strongest was seeing an end to my alcohol addiction pattern, which is one of my main focuses for this year. The exercise takes practice, though, and I need to listen to it a couple more times on the replay before I think I will really feel really comfortable working with it on my own. And this is true of all the exercises and healings from the In His Own Word series. And she says, I wish you could compile them all on one MP3. And I, I think I've mentioned that is a goal of mine. I have to learn how to do it. So um, my son is going to teach me, but there's some other things he has to teach me first. But I really, that is my goal. I've seen it for a long time. I have so much great information from the show, and I need to compile it so that it's easily, more easily accessible for you. And then cut out all the news and the this is and the that so that you just have the information, and it's shorter and more compact. And I just have to learn how to do it. And I can. It will happen. Um, but anyway, I also have been using the energy. And, oh, my gosh. First of all, I'm experiencing it. 180 degrees different than I did years ago. So I gave you the exercise based on the experience I had years ago. It's very different for me now. And I really want you to know that because if you're having problems using my experiences to define how you're going to see the energy, you might just try allowing it to take you on its own in a completely different way. Um, I'm glad that Robin did get some experience, some, some uh, good 
sense of it, even though it's still a bit confusing and she wants to continue to use it. But I'm going to encourage you not to lock in to what I gave you uh, with the exercise. And I got it because Mary indicated the flowing thing. And uh, I remember being very intent 30 years ago to doing that flowing thing. And I did really find the what I was doing and getting those years ago, I, I found it fascinating and fabulous, and I really loved it. So it isn't that it was wrong what I got, but it's it's as if I want you to just be aware not to lock in, because we're always expanding and always opening, awakening, and so new things are going to come into our consciousness. And here's what I happened to me this time. Okay. I didn't move at all. I stayed in place. And then all the molecules of my body separated and began floating around me. I mean, who knew? What the heck that means, of course, remember, they didn't actually do that, but that's the symbol that came. It was as if they disconnected. And it was bizarre. It happened to me three or four times, not right away when I started, but the last three or four times that I've been using the energy, it happened to me. I don't really have a clue what to make of it. It is something, it feels like an element of it, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it feels like an element of is it helping me disconnect from the dense reality of the human kingdom to help me experience just being who I am without the body. This was not moving, you know, astral travel or anything. I was right there. The body was right there. It's just all the, all the molecules just separated and began to float around me. So I wasn't my physical body. It was there with me, but I wasn't my physical body. So it's something to do with that, but I don't really know where it's going to lead me. Um, so I'm giving everybody permission to do exactly, to interpret exactly how they experience it. And if you want to reach me, please do. Janet at JanetRichman.com. Share with me because maybe somebody else has had the experience that Robin had or the experience that I had. Chances are everybody's experience is completely unique to everybody. Okay? Because we all are interpreting, we're all seeing, we're all experiencing and running all of that through that our mind's eye through the mind level, that fourth dimensional mind level, trying to find words to put around the experience, trying to understand what it means, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, again, please, I really am hoping to build a community here so that we, we, we're connected in some way. It may be me talking on the radio, but I want to share. I want to learn what you've experienced. I want to, any questions you have, there's, Again, no stupid questions ever. Um, doesn't matter if you feel like, ooh, she may have covered it before. I'll just give you a thumbnail response. Well, here's the, in a nutshell, if you want to learn more, I suggest you go back and listen to X, Y, or Z. There's no shoulds here. Nobody should or have to listen to every show. You listen when you have a chance. You listen to things that interest you. you. You know, it's everybody. It's up to you. There's no judgment if you're not listening to everything. It really isn't. I don't expect it, and I would never judge you if you didn't listen to, to 
the three shows on the same topic you're asking me a question about. No, you know me. I just recommend you go back. The more context we have and, and consciousness is power, the more we understand, the better. So I recommend it, but it, there aren't any shoulds here. Just no, not none. So anyway. Okay, so this week we're going on to, in his own words, Peter. Now, Peter only comes in this time. He doesn't come in again. Um, so I'm just letting you know that this is the, the only time we, we do hear a lot from Paul, and we did hear from Mary that one time, and we hear from Marias. Next week is going to be a dark week, but the week after that, Marias is back. Um, I believe it's his fourth time, and I think there may be one other time after that. I always thought there were four from Marias, but I'm think I was wrong. I think there were five. But in any case, we at least have one more in two weeks. So next week is a dark show. I am traveling. I'll be on a plane, so I cannot do the show. And I'm way too busy to do a pre-tape show, which is, I used to do that, but those days seem to be over <laughs> at this point. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to be reading Joan's opening so that you can experience it and appreciate it and, and flow with it and love it just like we all used to and still do. Okay. Let's all take a few moments now and quiet our minds. And I remind you, in this state of quiet, we want to stay consciously alert. We have the ability to be in more than one place at a time, doing more than one thing at a time. And because of that ability, part of our training in the Wednesday night group is to remain consciously focused on more than one level at a time so that if the sirens go off or the dogs bark, or if the intercom all, all of a sudden goes crazy, it provides practice to stay consciously alert and be attuned at all levels at once without being taken off our base. Now, continuing to stay consciously alert, I ask each of you to focus on the light within with the understanding that this light is only a symbol of the pure soul essence. And contained within the center of the symbolic light, you carry your highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. Now, as you focus on your light, allow it to grow until you stand within its center. Standing within the center of your pure soul essence, you are connected to the totality of all life, in all forms, in all levels, in all dimensions. I now ask that each of us be taken into the originating source of energy, which is home base. And in a state of consciousness, I ask that we be amalgamated with all of our higher selves and with any higher selves from any direction who care to join us in the session tonight. I further ask that each of us remain open at the highest level, that we remain conscious at our very highest level of amalgamation and our centeredness, and that we each receive from the highest level a perfect state of understanding a perfect state of articulation, and a perfect state of manifestation, and all that is needed and necessary at this point in time. Now, the higher self would like to take a few moments tonight to focus our attention on the healing circle of light, which is symbolically placed in the center of this room. As many of you know, the moment we focus our attention on this healing circle, the energy from this group goes forth. And there are life forms in many different levels and areas of the human kingdom universe who come forward to take part in this healing circle. Tonight, I would like us to concentrate in our minds on the names of individual, what individuals where healing and balancing is needed and necessary, with the understanding that the healing goes beyond a physical need. 
It covers and encompasses any area of imbalance around an individual. I would ask each of you to thought project, project into the healing circle because everyone can partake and benefit from this energy. I would now ask the group to spend a few moments consciously focusing their attention on the higher heart center. Strike that. On the heart center. And from your heart center, please allow the energy of higher heart consciousness to begin to flow. You may perceive this energy in any way you desire, for when you focus on the symbol of your perception, you are activating a very real, a very viable higher heart consciousness energy. I would now ask each of you to infuse into this energy the creative life force energy, the energy that contains the power of the miraculous. Let us infuse into this higher heart consciousness energy the idea and concept of perfect healing and balance in every area of the totality of any individual so placed in the healing circle. Let us infuse into this higher heart consciousness energy the idea and concept of desire on the part of each soul within the circle to accept this energy. And remembering that you too are part of the healing circle, release that energy and allow it to bubble and flow like a beautiful, beautiful fountain. And as this energy continues to process, it overflows the healing circle, touching everyone within it, it processes outward into the totality of all that exists, touching and assisting all life forms at all levels. Now continue to allow this energy to flow. Take a few moments and experiencing it, experience it for yourself with the understanding that this energy is a very real energy. It is in a constant state of processing. For once it's been processed, it continues to reach out and touch and unfold for all that desire to partake of it. It bathes all planets, infuses into their force fields the higher heart consciousness, vibration. And each time you think about this energy, you are assisting and empowering the energy and extending the energy. So we invite you to think on this energy and what it does and how it processes as often as possible. For each time a thought is directed toward this energy, that thought assists in bringing more power and extension to the energy itself. Now remember to remain conscious at all levels, remaining conscious of the energy flowing from your heart center, remaining conscious of the outreach of the energy, and remain conscious of the words that are spoken. This is good training for each of us to be in more than one place at a time, doing more than one thing at a time. Joan. This one steps forward and says, oh, oh, I got my wish, meaning I, Joan. Earlier, we were kidding around when Paul Sadakis and Mary came through, and the question came up, would we be able to make it a trio, Peter, Paul, and Mary? And so now, this one is Peter. Peter says, though, I'm not singing. <laughs> okay. Actually, he comes forward tonight to clarify certain things for us so that we do not fall into the entrapment of feeling that, at, that we as a group have been singled out in any way as far as being blessed by these entities that are on, in many levels 
worshipped by others. And while he feels that this group has awakened to the degree that this is probably not necessary, he still feels that the information should be given to us so that we have a different viewpoint upon which to look. So, of course, he was known as Peter when he processed the evolutionary concept of higher heart consciousness carried by Marius on this planet. And he indicates that he and the others are not going to spend a lot of time with us backtracking and going over the good old days, for he reminds us that we already have been told that the evolutionary concept that they participated in was an evolutionary concept that was running out of control at the time the infusion of the concept was made manifest on the planet. So to view that as the good old days is not something he or any of the others would necessarily desire to see it as. What he wants us to know and understand is that the group that carried out or participated in that concept of higher heart consciousness, sometimes known and called the Christ consciousness of the heart, was the last group of fifth dimensionals on this planet to participate in a major evolutionary concept. It is for this reason that the various individuals who played out those various roles put in an appearance from time to time to inform us and to give us information. Peter wants us to know and to understand that the reason this kind of exchange is taking place at this point in time is for the reason that we, for the most part, meaning us, you and I in this group, and others not yet present, made an agreement with the higher heart consciousness group at the soul level. As Joan says, although he says none of us remember that, and I say absolutely, I don't, and I speak for the rest of you too. However, we did symbolically sit down in etheric space and at the soul level made the agreement that when it became appropriate on this planet, at this point in time, that they would then begin to work with us in order to assist us with picking up the slack of fulfilling not only the higher heart consciousness concept, which still has to be carried out in, in its purity in the next 2,000 years, year period, but also to assist us in moving through and infusing and working with the evolutionary concept of the new age. Janet, what Peter is saying here is that, the, that those of us here in the body have agreed to take on the double task of completing two concepts, the higher heart consciousness concept in its purity, and we are also here to infuse the evolutionary concept of the new age. So we have our work cut out for us, and it is for this reason and I'm, that I'm not shy about sharing this information anymore, because in consciousness is power, the evolutionary thrust is propelling us forward with greater and greater speed. And so in my mind, we need all the help we can get. And it is clear that we have agreed to get the help and to give the help. Peter, he wishes us to know, and he's very clear on this, very emphatic on this, that the choice we've made collectively as far as they're moving in at this point in time and beginning to bring us certain new insights about the concepts that were played out in that period 2,000 years ago is not because those that come to us to give us information are great lighted beings that have all knowingness and all knowledge and are wiser than we, but rather the choice was made because of the mistakes they made. They feel we could benefit in this reality by those mistakes simply because 
there would be an expanded viewpoint as to how certain elements of the concept became misinterpreted and misunderstood and not properly fulfilled in the manner that they should have been fulfilled. He says that it's refreshing to work with a group of individuals who have reached the point in their awareness where they understand it's not necessary to bow and scrape and kiss the hems of their garments. They have attempted to work on many different occasions with fourth dimensional level individuals who were unable to interpenetrate the fourth dimensional veil to the degree where the individuals could accept them for who they truly are. He feels that it is often a comfort for individuals to be able to look to look at historical figures whether it be the higher heart consciousness figures or others, and feel that these individuals are wiser and better as they view the interaction feeling, oh, I'm receiving guidance and wisdom from this higher being. This occurs when at the underlying level, the individual is fearful to lay claim to the power that the individual truly carries within his or her own right. At these times, when there have been numerous attempts on our part to bring the message from the higher level into the fourth dimensional consciousness, there have been many different pronouncements made in the name of whatever individual was communicating, whether Marias, Dacus, or anyone else from that group, that have been made based on the limited ability of the individual who was receiving the individual and who was unable to understand it and process it clearly. This is not to indicate that this group has reached a point of being clear and pure. For as you know, the process of unfolding is a process that takes place in a moment-to-moment manner. Essentially, Peter desires this group to know and to understand there are no teachers or masters of this planet or of any other planet in the flesh or out of the flesh that are better or bigger or no more than any other soul. That pure soul essence connection that connects each soul to every other soul is that purity within each individual that says to that individual, you are master to yourself. You are teacher to yourself. As the result of this, in the coming weeks, as these various individuals continue to process and bring us higher levels of understanding of the elements of the higher heart consciousness concept and the evolutionary new age concept, We must remain centered on the idea that this is a joint venture that is being carried out and there are no bigger or better and wiser than we are, for we all collectively work together before in other realities as fifth dimensional in human facade form. Janet, here is Peter again giving this message of equality. We are hearing it over and over again from different directions and different entities. It feels to me now that it was extremely important to us as a group 30 years ago to be reminded again and again, as perhaps we were a bit slow on the uptake back then. However, even now, keep in mind, though, that it never hurts to hear it repeated. It's having to countermand, so to speak, the eons of time we've been, (coughs) excuse, excuse me, we've all been part of the human kingdom universe, hearing and learning and believing something very different, that we need to be humble. We are less than. We need to worship something else in order to be saved. So Peter, Paul, Mary, and Marias giving us different viewpoints 
are, are giving us from different viewpoints. And it's, that is important to listen and it's important to connect to our own inner power, our own inner knowledge, and the, our own inner perfection that we carry. We come really well-equipped, guys. Also, I want to be clear, he doesn't say it exactly like this, but I have given the information before and I want to remind you of it. When we listen feeling that we are less than, or if we come from a place of ego, like we're better than other people because we're hearing from these beings, uh, these great beings, and somehow it makes us great, uh, we cannot hear the messages clearly. That's why Peter is glad to be sharing with this group because it's so difficult when someone comes from a place of extreme humility or, or ego for those individuals to hear the message in clarity and purity. So it is, they stress the equality part. They want to take us off the humble part. They want to take us off the ego part. We're all in this together. We've all worked together in prior lifetime, prior situations and conditions all over the universe. We're a group here. We're coming together as equals. Peter. And as the last group to participate in a major evolutionary concept, they feel that they have the ability to assist us in a much greater degree than would have been possible without this pre-agreement that we made prior to the re-entry of those in the body who are fulfilling on this planet at this point in time. This means that from time to time, various figures from the higher heart consciousness concept will continue to interpenetrate with us and to assist us in seeing more clearly. Again, based upon the mistake they made and on the fact that they are out of body and are therefore cleaner and more able to get the overview. And they ask us, they ask us to understand that there is still much about scripture that we haven't been presented with yet. Not because we're not ready for it, but because the nature of the material and the manner in which the material was misrepresented must be held in abeyance until such time the evolutionary thrust has moved into a little higher rate of speed. It's again difficult to unlock from the reality that you dwell on, dwell in on this planet. There are certain ideas and concepts in scripture that have been infused on a very unconscious level based on the astral and soul imprint that the individual carries within at any at the unconscious level. Therefore, an individual, no matter how awakened that individual might be at any point in time, must be given time to assimilate certain types of material before certain types of other material can be presented so as not to create a schisming shock throughout the belief reality system that each individual dwells in at any given point in time. Janet. What Peter is saying here is that they're laying the groundwork to help us all understand misunderstandings, misconceptions that took sway after the problematic infusion of the higher heart consciousness. And because we have been picking up these ideas and concepts, not only consciously, but unconsciously as we move through different lifetimes on the planet, we need to adjust and assimilate to the material and the ideas that, that are presented because they can come go up against a very long established belief system. 
So we're being given the peer material piece by piece or layer by layer so that we don't go into that kind of schisming shock to our reality system that he mentioned. I thought this was interesting and really appreciated the perspective at that time. Um, but also they were waiting for the evolutionary thrust to increase a bit more, which it certainly has by now 30 years further down the line and for 30 years further into the awakening. So it feels we have help, wind at our backs, to help us understand and acclimate more easily to the new realities. He's also giving us a bit of preview to the coming attractions of In His Own Words. I don't recall exactly what is going to be unfolded in the remaining Paul and Mario's uh, words. I don't recall. I know they're heavy hitting, and I remember being just mind blown in a way each time about how fascinating the material was and it just expanded my perception so greatly so i don't know what's there but clearly more is coming okay peter so we're being asked by peter to understand that information that is related to us and is not information that should be taken out of context it should always be viewed and perceived from the foundation that has been that it has been built upon so that we're each able to understand at the highest level what the symbology, the parable, and in some instances the outright misinterpretations are really all about. The information as it pertains to scripture is being presented to this group and to others that are open to it outside of the group simply to assist you in preparing to process and take up the slack for fulfilling the higher heart consciousness concept, which we have not fully understood up to this point in time. This group and others involved in this pioneering effort will be processing the energy to assist in infusing that higher heart consciousness concept, which will run alongside the infusing of the evolutionary concept of the new age. So that in order to do that, it must be clear within our own fourth dimensional societal minds what the higher heart consciousness is all about. In order to be infused in its purity, the myths, the legends, the symbols, and the misunderstandings must be presented in their purity so that you can carry into your own consciousness here in this reality what that higher heart consciousness is all about. It's not about gods and masters and teachers. It's about love and equality and respect for all life. It's about transformation and rebirthing into higher levels of the evolutionary pattern. So that over the period of time that the various materials are presented, when kept within the frame of reference of the entire process of information as it pertains to the higher heart consciousness, it is important for each of you to understand that our desire is to unlock the doors of the prison that hold the humanities in bondage. And the unlocking of that door can only take place within, with the processing of the higher heart consciousness concept in its higher, most purest form. Janet, bottom line with consciousness is power. To enable and strengthen our ability to be effective pioneers, to help us with the task of unfolding two concepts running side by side, they have been and will continue to communicate with this group. It started with a Wednesday group, which funnily enough was in the evening. That's why she keeps talking about the evening. And I have my Wednesday group in the morning, at least the morning here in, in L.A. Uh, it started with a Wednesday group, and it continues with my radio group, of course, 
There are groups elsewhere as well. They recommend they recommend learning material as a whole so that as they present each piece, it will fit and will be less apt to be misunderstood, misinterpreted, or create some sort of reality schism. So I've said, you don't need to listen to all my shows, but you heard me highly recommend that you listen to more because it gives you more context. This is why he explains it very well. We don't want the schisming. You hear something, it's out of context, and because you don't have the foundation, you misunderstand it, and you go off with a misconception or a misinterpretation that can schism in some way. So we're, we're working to prevent that. So that's why we do encourage that you um, listen to as much of the information as you can. Also, he only briefly refers to something, and I want to talk about it specifically. He says, quote, it's about, he's talking about the higher heart consciousness, what it is. He says, it's about the transformation and rebirthing into higher levels of the evolutionary pattern. Unquote. Again, we knew what that meant in the group. And because remember, we were going every Wednesday, at least I was, and many of us were, and we were, we were absolutely, um, if I was, I can only speak for myself, I was a little sponge, and I would type it out, I would listen to it again, I just was completely immersed in this information. But just in case you don't recall, I did explain this in some of the early shows, that part of the higher heart consciousness concept also was to include the transformation of the physical body while it was still alive. Okay, and this comp- this transformation was not carried out by Marius for several reasons. He explains it all in his show, in his words, which I've already covered, and so I'm not going to go back to all that. But instead, he died on the cross and then he resurrected. He was supposed to transform the physical body. It's part of the higher heart consciousness concept. So this means part of our pioneering efforts is going to be including the demonstration of the physical body, the transformation of the physical body. We're going to be demonstrating that. And there's going to be much more on that in future shows. I can't, I don't have the time on the show to go into it. But we will. That is part of our moving the higher heart consciousness concept up into its purity. Okay. So more previews of what's to come. Okay. Peter. So we work together equal, giving you the benefit of our mistakes, giving you the assistance you allow us to give. And in this way, we can still be part of fulfilling our mission, which was to bring this planet the concept of higher heart consciousness. In this way, you assist us by allowing us to be part of fulfilling that mission. And then Joan says, I don't know why, but that last part kind of made me want to cry. So that was the end, but. So this is me now, and I said, I agree, and I do remember feeling I had a deep lump in my throat when Peter said that. Uh, you could hear it from Peter, as I mentioned. I felt it with Mariah's a sense of disquiet sorrow for how it all played out. At the fifth dimensional level, they know exact, that it went exactly how it went, and as 
exactly how it could have gone and that any fifth dimensional playing out those, that concept would not have been able to fulfill at the highest level. And they explained all the reasons why they were so many problems and why it couldn't. But at the human level, they carry the facade souls just like we do. They still feel real discomfort. And it feels to me like they've been waiting a long time to be able to get this information out with more clarity and purity than they've been able to before. And with that, they can begin to get, give the real help for healing the ripple effects that have been infused into the forest fields of energy that have been taken in at the unconscious level by so many, or and conscious level by so many souls across the planet. And even um, a lot of the misunderstandings are planet, you know, are human kingdom universe wide, but their focus is on this planet because it was some very powerful ripple effects that affected all the souls here. Now, any soul that would come to this planet has the issue and have gives itself the opportunity to work through it. So there really is nobody is punished, nobody is suffering because of the mistakes they made. In fact, it becomes an opportunity for souls that are trying to work through their their any issues that are similar for them. So this is actually at the fifth dimensional level, we can understand that there's no hurt, no harm ever. But at that fourth dimensional level, that facade level, they still feel sad. They still feel they want to help. They want to help us get it, clear it up, bring clarity. <sighs> okay. So let's see how much time do we have. Oh, okay. I've got time. It's going to be a simple exercise. Peter didn't, Peter didn't really bring anything up for me to work on in the exercise. But I had a client this week, and I have to tell you, I love this work because we, we, we get, you know, there, it's always a give and take. There's always a helping each other. And I had a client this week and I don't remember exactly what, why this energy came in, but it was so powerful. It was a brand new energy I never had before. I never heard of before. I never used before and I brought it in. And wow, I think it's so relevant it was so relevant for the client and what he was going through but it's also so relevant because you you all understand the evolutionary thrust you understand what was said i can't remember now who said it about the the unreality of the reality and that we're going through such deep reality shifts both at the fourth dimensional soul level and our fifth dimensional soul level because of that evolutionary thrust and this energy is simply called divine reality and I've continued to use it since I got the information. I got, I did the session, I think, Sunday. And so <clears throat> I've been using it since Sunday. So it's only been Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because I didn't do it this morning because I'm preparing for the show. But in any case, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> it's really, I don't know where it's going to take me, but I think you're going to, feel how powerful it is and I do think that it's going to help us not only the evolutionary threat energy will help with the the effects of the evolutionary thrust upon us but the reality the divine reality energy is going to help with that uh, 
the unreality that we're going through so much. And so I want to just do a very simple exercise where we amalgamate and then we bring in the reality, divine reality energy. And let's just see, you know, where we, where we come from, where we go, where we, um, how you experience it. Cause I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get any information from the higher styles on it or whether it'll just be a few minutes of this, this exercise. And maybe anybody wants to share their experience that can. Again, <laughs> I'm a broken record here. Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Give me, send me, shoot me an email. Uh, I will respond. Always do. And would love to hear any feedback of how you guys are experiencing. Okay. So I just have to get some water. I want you all to quiet your minds as best you can. Find, you know, center your thoughts. Uh, quiet the mind. Okay. I'm going to ask that each of you quiet the mind and that you move right into the center of neutrality. My higher selves are taking me a little different way this morning. Um, I'm just following what they said to keep in mind how much I've shifted the amalgamation over the years. Even Joan has shifted it over the weeks that she's been reading hers. So right now they want us to stand right in the center of neutrality. Neutrality is very, very important, and I want you to see around you, to be consciously aware that around you are all your thoughts, your habits, your emotional uh, blueprints, your belief systems, your fear, all the emotional issues, all of the altered realities is around you, and you're standing in this very centered, very calm very neutral space, like the eye of a hurricane. Um, I just want you to picture yourself in there. The higher self, they're going there. They want to un- want you to understand that in this neutral space, when you're free, symbolically free of all those belief systems, all those uh, what you may focus on, the, the the learning we've all gone through, the altered realities that we hold, the self identities, etc. What if we stand in that space? we are without those limiters. So when we have a belief, it immediately puts a ceiling. It puts a limiter over who we are and to the ex- limits the expansion. Uh, when we have a limit, we, we close off the expansion. So we want to have all those limits symbolically around us. Okay? I want you to be consciously aware that they're out there. And right now we're in this beautiful state of neutrality. And in this state, thought, truth, Concepts of every sort, the higher they move up this symbolic uh, neutral space, the higher in frequency, the more expanded they go. So it might seem like like an eye of a hurricane is just, it might seem like it's just a, uh, like a column or a funnel, a straight column. In fact, the higher up you go, the neutral energy expands like the outside or the larger part of the funnel and it becomes unlimited. You move into the unlimited conception, conceptual field, I have to say. So they want us to stand in this neutral space and allow us to tap into the higher realities of thought. Now, thought is carried at every frequency level. So the denser the thought, the more basic the, the concept is. And I've given the example on this show before 
the concept that we used to have that the sun evolved revolved around the earth. And then we had the concept eventually that no, we revolved around the sun. Then we eventually realized that there are many suns, many planets around the sun and many galaxies, et cetera. And the concept of the universe expanded. The higher the frequency level, the more expanded a concept is. And so the, it's very, it's a very beautiful, very powerful space. And I'm hoping as I speak that each of you are experiencing, remember we can do more than one thing at once. You can hear my words and you can experience this very powerful neutral energy. You can look around and see all of your, the stuff, all the energetic stuff that you carry. That's there. We, we haven't gotten it completely clear. It's there, but we're in this space of, that allows us the freedom to move into the higher levels of energy and understanding and thought, etc. Uh, keep in mind, there is no truth. Truth is ever evolving moment to moment to moment because as thought moves up the, the frequency level, so does truth. So we want to be really careful never to lock into truth. There is your truth and my truth and the ever-evolving truth. Truth ever evolves. There isn't a the truth. Okay? So we want to just continue to um, stand in the center of this incredible space. And from this place... The higher selves want us to focus on the true soul essence, the pure soul essence, and the originating source. And they're just having us do it all at once. Uh, For those new listeners, you're not going to understand each step. That's okay. The higher selves are assuring me that if each new listener comes in, they're already ready at the level that they come in at. So they will catch up consciously. They're ready at the unconscious level. They'll catch up very consciously um, as they go. So right now we're focusing on that true soul essence, our pure soul essence, and we are also plugged into the originating source. So what we've done is we are filling this neutral space with these incredibly powerful divine energies. And it's they're at our fingertips. They're right there for us. We just need to understand that our limiters, our blinders, the tunnel vision is to the side. That isn't absolutely not, doesn't have to affect us. We can just allow it to be there and stand centered in our purest, most perfect, most powerful energy that we carry. And I want you to understand that Okay, okay, okay. Never never mind the understanding. Right now, they are, first of all, they want us to activate the higher heart consciousness energy. They want us to bring that right in because as we are all as a group standing and doing this, and of course, it's I see it symbolically all around the, the rim of the wheel, but it's as if I don't even need to present that symbol anymore because it's happening all the time, all of you understand that it's happening. We're all equals coming in. And as we're standing here, having moved into the state of one accord, the state of amalgamation with the divine energies, it is flowing. It is flowing to all souls on the planet. It is flowing to into the astral, the higher selves, many higher selves from every realm and direction. Remember, Joan called them in in her uh, 
amalgamation. And so they are helping to distribute and move the energy to wherever it goes. And they want us to actively infuse, actively, you can think of it as coming out of the heart center, or you can just simply think higher heart consciousness energy. And it is being infused within this state of neutrality, within this brilliant light that we have set up. It's just part of the flow. So it is flowing to all souls on all levels on the planet. It's flowing. We're benefiting. Our fourth dimensional part is benefiting tremendously as well. Also, it is flowing out into the astral and the force field. It's flowing to continuing to flow out into the human kingdom universe. Remember that Peter said that we absolutely have to bring this higher heart consciousness onto the planet in its highest, purest level. That the, that it takes it helps to take the humanities out of bondage, and so it is very important. And I will be using it in all of my amalgamations. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure in the future. So we are here to absolutely continue to empower uh, the imprint and the prior infusions of higher heart consciousness all around the planet and all around the universe, the astral, everywhere. We're here to constantly, continually empower that higher heart consciousness. Okay. With that, the higher selves would like us to... um, Okay, they're not asking us, they are bringing us or enveloping us, at least those of us who have agreed at the soul level, and it doesn't feel like there's much disagreement, this energy of divine reality. And they are explaining to me that divine reality is extremely powerful energy, and it is it was not one that was brought into the consciousness early earlier on. Because I think similar to what Peter was saying, we needed a little bit more help, a little more context, a little more help from the evolutionary uh, thrust energy to be ready to take in this divine reality energy. And they are explaining that it is a... um, an energy that is it, that is available for those around the planet now that are able to move up the frequency of understanding to tune into it or pull it in. And so um, it is available to everyone. It is not any kind of exclusive energy. The planet is now ready, or the souls, the human souls, or in the fifth dimensional, in with dual soul natures, we're ready to utilize this energy. Of course. If at the facade soul level, if there's any human that is not ready, it won't partake of it. But it can now come out. Uh, it's building on the context. So I want everyone just to feel that divine reality. I want to say I'm seeing it, and I haven't seen any colors. You know, I don't see a lot of colors, but there's a there is a I don't know if it's lilac. There's a kind of, not purple, not deep purple, but a, a light, a lighter purple. And I, I don't know why, like a lilac color. I feel like I'm not getting the right word. 
You might hear some noise, by the way. I have construction going on in the apartment building that I'm in. So again, this, we have to continue to focus. We allow any chaos that's going on around us to be out there, be aware of it, but we can be aware of more than one thing at a time. And so I want you all, whether you see it as this lilac color uh, with this flex of silver and gold, I also surrounded with a white light. I am seeing this energy. It's very powerful. It's subtle. There's a subtlety here with this energy, and probably just because it's new to me that it seems subtle, but I am feeling, personally, I am feeling, oh, oh now that's interesting. The higher self are explaining to me that it's the divine reality energy that I was using that created the image of myself and molecules disconnecting and floating around my, me at the soul level. They said it wasn't the, oh, this is so interesting, it wasn't the evolutionary thrusting energy. Because what happened was, remember I said it just happened the last couple of times? It's because I got the divine reality energy and I was mixing it in with the evolutionary thrust energy, doing both at once, knowing that we can do many things at once, but it's the divine reality energy. Okay, thank you for that clarification. That is going to, actually, it might even feel unreal, which is what it felt like to me. But the divine reality energy is to help us to help us acclimate to the unreality, help us to experience the unreality in a state of quiet so that it doesn't schism us out, so that it doesn't freak us out, so that it helps prepare us for the unrealities as they unfold in front of us, especially as the evolutionary thrust energy continues to unfold. So, whoa, this is, thank you, Iversal, for, for clarifying that, because I do, again, and I'm really focused on you all, and so I don't have full focus on me, on me but I do, I am getting the sense of the disconnection of the molecule um, and it was that the higher self allowed me to, or impressed me with that so that I would see and understand that I was confusing the energies. So it is very important guys not to lock in, not to make um, assumptions, to ask questions, to continue to move because as we unfold, as we awaken, awaken we are going to see the symbols at higher and higher levels. We are going to tr understand them at higher and higher levels. So what I'm seeing now is this unreality. It's almost, I want to say it's almost carrying us up this frequency, carrying, up, carrying us up into higher frequencies within this neutral state, allowing us to interpenetrate or it is interpenetrating because we're actually going within, but symbolically it looks like we're expanding outward uh, but it's just that we're allowing into our conscious mind more and more of the higher frequency of understanding, uh, higher information, higher energies. It is helping to open us, and, and, you know, it's another way we're cooperating with the awakening. Okay. And it's interesting, I'm seeing many... I'm, it must be happening with a lot of people, but it's almost like at the soul level, there's a lot of scrambling trying to run up that, run up the frequency levels within the, the natural, the, the neutral state. 
we're, it's as if we're all running and pushing and trying to get there faster and faster. There's a tremendous amount of motivation for those, for, for many listeners anyway, to, to cooperate with this and to move forward. And I see it. It's, it's really exciting. And um, it, it just, you know, when we have the desire, the purity of purpose, the sincerity of motive, and we have the intention within and the and we listen to it and feel it and we allow it to propel us forward, we then um, we do make bigger strides. Now, I would like to, the higher self are indicating this is not necessary, but I do, I would like in any case, it, I don't think it was the purpose of this healing, but I sort of can't help myself. I would like us all to pulse into those outer realms, that those altered realities, all of that, all of those energetics around us. I would like us to pulse in light and have that light neutralize uh, anything that we carry, whether it's belief systems or fears or doubts or um, confusion or any of the. viewpoints or perspectives that we carry, anything that we carry, anything that's in there that makes the movement up into the higher frequencies of understanding and energy and unfoldment slows it down or makes it more difficult. So we want to neutralize any of that. And I really I just want to take a look and see, and I see it's almost like a bug zapper. You know, it's going in and just zap. It's like the light has those, laser finders, you know, where they just, they just zoom right into anything that's not like it or anything that is, that we carry at the energetic level that we give permission to, you know, we're not going to give permission for all of it to disappear immediately, but let's clean out whatever we're ready to clean out at the soul level. Let's have this light just move in and dissolve those fears or the doubts or the confusion or the, uh, perspectives or belief systems or the self-identities, whatever it is that holds us back, that keeps us limited. Let's go in. And that is helping. Helping. I actually see, this is interesting, I see the neutral space widening. It wasn't that it wasn't wide already, but it's getting wider. And it's, it's as if it's becoming a more solid part of, of who, what we're connected to. Uh, it's becoming more part of us, more encompassing. I don't know how to explain it, but it is widening. It feels really good to me. And so I think in some ways we're going to feel more comfortable with it. It's going to feel like we have space to move. We have space, more space to breathe and to uh, operate from. And I encourage anybody and everyone to utilize this space whenever you can. And meanwhile, the divine reality is moving in through and around all of us, it continues to do it. I still see it as this sort of very light lilac color. Um, it's really very beautiful, very calm, very loving. There is a tremendous amount of loving feeling from it. Uh, but, of course, that's how I'm perceiving it through my fourth dimensional mind. But it's a good thing to perceive. It makes me feel very, it feels very comfortable. As funny as the term is, it just doesn't feel harsh in any way. And I don't know what divine energy would feel harsh. I don't know. But it really is absolutely, it's, it's just got this, this beautiful, beautiful feeling. And it's permeating the neutral space, 
it's permeating it, it's moving into those altered realities, that energetic um, space that we carry. It's becoming one with the totality of who we are at the soul process level, especially facilitating us at the facade soul level. That's where we have difficulties with these kind of things. And it's, oh, interesting. It's also encompassing the true soul essence element of who we are. And if you remember the true soul essence, the fifth dimensional part of ourselves is also experiencing the evolutionary thrust and being moved into states of unreality, so to speak, quote unquote, um, because every soul at every level is being moved into realities that it had never experienced ever, ever before. So it is also encompassing the totality of who we are, that fifth dimensional part, those aspects that are within the sixth dimensional part. It's also encompassing, of course, because it's part of our our fifth dimensional part, it's encompassing the higher selves. And so it's a very beautiful energy and it feels like it's there's a camaraderie here. It's almost like it helps us feel the connection because we're sort of in the same boat. And so it has this sense of community or connection or togetherness. I you know it's hard to find the word. But it feels very, very powerful, very, 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 very good, very has a nurturing quality to it. Oh, it's just really great. So um, I'm going to lead the healing with this process in place. I don't want to close it down. I'm not going to say much. Just continue. We can do. You can hear my words, and you can also continue the process. And I would like you just to know that next week I will not be on the show. I'm traveling. But the week after, I will be back with Marius in his own words. So I want you to just keep going. And if any of you are able to continue to process, just continue to process. And with that, I'm going to say, I don't know why the higher selves are doing it, but they're, they're indicating this is the way to go. So, um, so with that, oh, okay. They, they're trying to indicate that these processes are ongoing if you're agreeing at the soul level and they want you to understand that you're on your own. It isn't me starting and starting, stopping the process. It is you. And so they're just having me move off the show and leaving you in the state of processing and allow you to, at the conscious level, continue being in more than one place at a time, continue to um, connect and be aware of more than one thing at a time. So if you're at work, you can continue to work while this processing is ongoing, keeping the process in your conscious mind at the same time as you're working, if you're out walking or whatever you're doing, you can continue it on your own. And I have a feeling that they may do this again uh, a few times. Anyway, with that, I will see you in two weeks. Tomorrow, next week again is dark in two weeks of me, Mars, and I love each and every one of you. Please contact me if you want to. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices neutralizing your negative thoughts and emotional blueprints.